Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Okay, so last week, thank you for sharing that, Martin. Last week, we started looking at the famous Romans 6. Okay, we looked at verse 1 to 11, and from it we got some simple but powerful truths. No? Yeah. A truth that will change your life if you grasp it and believe it and apply it to yourself. And what is that truth? I will pull out a key verse for you from last week's message that will tell you what that truth is. It is Romans 6 verse 5. Romans 6 verse 5 to 8. It's a couple of verses. But that is about what about um, that is about the whole um, message that we had um, last week. It kind of sums it up very well. Romans 5 verse 6 sorry 6 verse 5 says since we have been united with him in his death we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. That's amazing. That is powerful. Our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Sin has lost its power in your life. We are no longer slaves to sin. Wow. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. Our old nature, eh? sin has been taken care of. Sin has been taken care of. God has removed it from us. And that sin has no more power. No more authority. No more control of us. It is dead and gone. Because it was crucified with Jesus on the cross. You remember the illustration that I made? With the envelopes? It is, it is gone. Sin was judged in Jesus. Jesus bore the punishment for our sin. Sin is no longer your master and you are no longer its slave. Amen. 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 Jesus took our sin and He gave us His life. He gave us His Spirit. If you want to summarize that into one word, it is freedom. Amen. Freedom. That is what we have today. We have freedom. We are free. We are free from sin and free to live with Jesus. Sure. That's powerful, guys. Mm -hmm. If you're getting bored this morning, then I encourage you to meditate on these facts. Let it be a reality to you. You are free. You are free from sin and you are free to live with Jesus. Sure. We ended at Romans 6 verse 11. Let's read from verse 11. Romans 6 verse 11. 
So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Eh? If you read through Romans 6, if you look for it, you will notice certain words that have to do with our thinking. Okay? Yeah. Like the word consider and know. Eh? The words consider and know. These are amazing truths that can change your life. But these truths need to become a part of how you, how you think and what you believe about yourself. Ne? We mustn't think this is true for other people. No. It is true for you. Amen. Do you hear me this morning? We need to take these truths for ourselves. We need to see ourselves in this way. Okay? The, the word consider means to think carefully about something. You take time to think about it. The King James Version says, reckon yourselves. Ne? Which means to believe that something is true or possible. To reckon means to believe that something is true or possible. Believe about yourself, that you are free from sin, but also alive to God. You are free from sin and alive to God. That is what we need to start believing. It is so in us to think that we have to do certain things before we can experience freedom from sin. No? But all we need to do is hear the truth and believe the truth. We want to fight sin. We want to resist it. We don't want to do it. Ne? And that is good. But we will enjoy victory over sin. Only when we have changed what we believe in our hearts about ourselves. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That is why I hammer on this. We need to believe in our hearts that we are free. Believe in your heart that you are free from that addiction. Believe in your heart that you are free from anything that you may think you are dependent on. You are dependent on nothing but Jesus. Amen. Okay. Romans 6 verse 12, we are going to read from Romans 6 verse 12 to the end of the chapter. Um, can someone read it for me, Emily? Romans 6 verse 12 to the end of the chapter, do you have the New Living Translation there? NLT. 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 New Living Translation. I forgot my Bible. Morning. The preacher forgot his Bible. That's very good. <laughs> uh, from verse 12. Okay, and listen to how Paul speaks here. Ne? Yes. See if you can identify anything. Romans 6 verse 12. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become 
an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well, then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? Yes. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to your righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the wicked weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourself be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourself to be slaves to a righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to be right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus Amen. our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Emily. Amen. Amen. So we see that we have some responsibilities. No? Mm -hmm. Romans 6 verse 12. We're going to start from Romans 6 verse 12 and work down to the end of the chapter. Romans 6 verse 12 says, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Note the word let. Ne? Let. No. Whose responsibility is it? Our responsibility. Ne? Give in. Give yourself. All of those things show us that we have the ability and the power to choose. Ne? We have free will. God is speaking through Paul here. 
if we did not have the power to do this, He would not have given us this command. No? If God knew that we couldn't do this, He would be unfair to say, you choose. No? It would be unfair to say, um, let not sin control you. It would be unfair to say, do not give in to sinful desires if He knew that we cannot. But we know that God is fair. No? Amen. Therefore, we know that when God says, let not sin control you, then we have the power to do that. No? God is fair. Just because you get a temptation or a desire for the sin you might be struggling with doesn't mean you don't have victory over that sin. Okay? I'm talking to believers here, yeah. no? not to unbelievers. Just because you get a temptation or a desire for the sin you might be struggling with doesn't mean you don't have victory over that sin. Do not take ownership. Do not take ownership of that temptation. That wrong desire, it does not belong to you. No? People think because they have a feeling or a wrong desire, it means they want it. And they don't have a choice. We take ownership of our feelings. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We think because we, I have a feeling, it means I am still um, a prisoner. Because I have a feeling, because I'm having a temptation, I am still not free. You understand? But we mustn't take ownership of temptation. We mustn't take ownership of those feelings. Okay? We have a choice. They experience those things and then they become discouraged and think, I am not free. You are not your feelings and your feelings aren't you. You have feelings, but they are not, they don't determine who you are. Your feelings don't determine who you are. Your feelings is temptations that come your way. They are not who you are. Okay? Your feelings can give you an indication. It's good to have feelings, no? Sometimes feelings are good. But they only indicate things for us. They are not who we are. Okay? Those things are a part of the sin that was in you. But now has been completely removed by Christ. Sin. If you recall last week's lesson or message that I shared. Sin has been removed. Okay? But in our minds, our, our, our soul, our mind, will and emotion... That sin nature that Jesus removed, there is still some habits there. No? Still some old patterns of thinking. Okay, and that is where those feelings, those temptations, those desires, where they come from. Okay, but that is not you. You understand what I'm saying? Something that I have done personally is that I have decided to create a separation in my mind between me and temptation, between me and wrong desires. When I am tempted, I remind myself, these things do not belong to me. I do not have to feel this way. I do not have to give in to temptation. I have the power. Paul 
just told us we have the power to choose against sin. I usually just say, get away from me. I am a holy child of God. I am forgiven. I am pure. My Father loves me. I have nothing to do with sin and death. Sin is beneath my feet. Can you say that? Sin is beneath my feet. It is not a part of me anymore. Think about this, guys. I remind myself of who I am in Christ. That is what you must do when you face temptation. Don't focus on the sin. Don't focus just on resisting this sin. Don't focus just on resisting the temptation. That is resisting from your own strength. We must resist by reminding ourselves of who we truly are, who Jesus made us to be. Okay, you understand? I will not have anything to do with sin. It is a pathetic attempt of the devil to try and make me fall. No? Sin is beneath us, guys. Sin is beneath your feet. It doesn't belong to a believer. Verse 13 says, Instead, give yourselves. Give yourselves completely to God. Once again, it's our choice to whom we give ourselves. And then he continues. um, Let me just read verse 13 again. Do not let sin... uh, Sorry, don't. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. And then he says, so use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. How do you give yourself to God? How do you give yourself to God? Paul says something very similar in Romans 12. Romans 12 verse 1, he says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. It sounds the same, eh? talking about the same thing here. He's showing us how do we give our bodies to God. How, we, how do we give ourselves to God. Um, I plead you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. That's the key part of that verse. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Verse 2, Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You change the way you think, okay? And God will transform you. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We give ourselves to God by submitting our bodies to Him but also submitting our minds to Him. Okay, It's not just about submitting your body. It's not just about not doing the sinful action. We submit our minds to Him as well. Our thinking patterns, we submit to God. It is good to resist sin, to not just act out, but it is not just choices made with willpower. Willpower will not be enough. It is choices against sin, 
that is fueled by personal revelation knowledge. Hear me. It is choices against sin that is fueled, in other words, powered eh? by personal revelation knowledge of who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. And I know that for a fact because I practice this. I practice this, guys. When you know who you are in Christ, I have experienced this to be true. I have experienced this to be effective. I practice this in my own life. I have resisted sin for many years and I have failed time and time again. But only when I started to believe who I truly am, who Jesus made me to be, only then did I get victory. It is choices against sin that is fueled by personal revelation knowledge of who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. That is how we do it. We meditate on all He has done for us. It says there in Romans 12 verse 1, He says, um, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. All He has done for you. We change the way we think by changing what we think about. When you are busy thinking about Jesus and all He has done for you, who He has made you to be, what you can be thankful for, there will be no time or space in your mind for wrong desires and temptations. You can't think about two things at the same time. You can think about two different things closely after each other, immediately after each other, but you cannot have two thoughts at the same time in your mind. So the more you focus on Christ, the less you're going to focus on sin. Amen? Okay, let's go back to Romans 6 verse 14. And when those thoughts or those temptations do slip in, you will easily reject them. Because you are already rooted in Christ. Amen. Romans 6 verse 14. Sin is no longer your master. I love that sentence. Sin is no longer your master. That is good news, guys. That is good news. <laughs> For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Wow. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. No. Okay, so here Paul repeats a question that he asked in verse 1, Romans 6 verse 1. But a little bit differently. He mentions the law of Moses. Okay, In the first half of Romans 6, he explains that we do not sin because we are dead to sin and alive to God. That is why we don't sin. We are dead to sin and we are alive to God. It is a part of our nature. It is who we are now. That is why we don't sin. That is why we don't make a practice, uh, a habit of sinning. You understand? Yeah. 
because that is not who we are anymore. Okay. But then, in the second half of Romans 6, um, Paul starts explaining the second reason why we don't sin. And that is because sin gives Satan an opportunity in your life. Okay, that is the second reason why we don't sin. Because um, it opens up a door for the devil to work in your life. When we obey sin, we give ourselves over to Satan. It gives him opportunity to produce death in a person's life. His desire, the devil's desire, is to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's all the desire that he has. Is to kill you, to destroy you, to steal from you. He is like a roaring lion, always on the lookout to see who he can devour. We need to realize the enemy wants to destroy us. And he will do anything. He will do anything to destroy you. Do you know why? Because God has put tremendous value on your life. I want you to hear this morning. To hear this. God wants to use you. He has a plan for your life. He wants to make eternal difference in this world through your life. Therefore, the enemy wants that to not happen. Eh? He wants to stop that. Therefore, he is always, 100% of the time, he is looking how he can destroy We must be strong by renewing our minds, by being in the Word, being rooted in the Word of God. Amen? Romans 6 verse 16. Don't you realize... That's another word, ne? realize, something that is happening in our minds. Realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. Okay? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Verse 17, thank God, once you were slaves to sin, but now... You wholeheartedly obey his teaching, or this teaching that we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Sin brings death. No? We need to realize that. Why don't we sin? Number one, it's not our nature anymore. Number two, it opens up the door for the enemy. To bring death into your life. Sin brings death. Romans 5 verse 12 says. Romans 5 verse 12. Therefore. Just as though one man sinned. Oh, sorry. Just as through one man sin. Entered the world. And death through sin. And thus death spread to all men. Because all sinned. Eh? I believe the death that Romans 5 talks about is spiritual death, okay? Separation from God. And that spiritual death also leads to death in all its other forms. Physical death as well. Yeah. No? The death that Paul speaks of here is the result of death in this life. He is not talking about spiritual death in Romans 6 though. Spiritually, we cannot die again, okay? 
be separation between us and God again because we have become one spirit with Him. Eternal life cannot die. Eternal life cannot come to an end. Once you have the life of Christ, nothing can take that away. But sin still leads to death in many different forms. Okay, We are still in this world. We will still experience death to some degree. Okay. The opposite, he says, um, yeah, what is the opposite? Um, obedience to God leads to righteous living. Okay. What is righteous living? It is you expressing in your behavior the righteousness of God that is already on the inside. Okay. Because you are already righteous on the inside. That is what comes forth. No? What is the teaching that we obey? Paul says here in um, Romans 6 verse 17, Thank God, once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey um, this teaching we have given you. You wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. is the message of Christ. Paul says that we are to need or obey it. We are to make our home in the good news of Christ. We need to become rooted like trees in the teachings of who we are in Christ and who He is in us. Amen. We obey that teaching and it makes us righteous. No? The first time we believed the gospel, the first time we obeyed it by believing, He made us righteous and holy. Amen. And that righteousness and holiness will push itself out through your life if you meditate on it. Eh? If you renew your mind with the word. Romans 6 verse 19. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, so that you will become holy. Paul was using a comparison here, okay? A word picture. The, that people of his time would understand. Yeah? Slavery was a normal part of life when Paul lived, when Paul wrote this letter. Yeah? So the story so far, yeah? you were captive to sin, then you heard the good news of Jesus and put your faith in Him. Having been placed into Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, you were included in His death. Okay? Cutting off any relationship you had with your old master. Who is the old master? Who was our old master? The devil. Satan, the devil. Yeah, sin. Eh? Now that you have been raised to new life, you have a new master. The righteous one. That is Jesus. Who redeemed you and to whom you now belong. The word redeemed. Word redeem means he bought you. Eh? You belong to Jesus now. Who redeemed you and to whom you now belong. 
your old master was a tyrant who ruled with fear and condemnation. No? You understand what I'm saying? But now your new master is the good shepherd who leads you with peace and gentleness. Okay? Amen. Verse 13, the last part, sorry, 19. I want to read that again. Previously you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, so that you will become holy. Okay? So that you will become holy. What does that mean? Do we now have to make ourselves holy? Once again, that we are set apart for who knows what that is it is to be ministers of reconciliation it is for us to preach the gospel it is for us to be ambassadors for Christ amen that is the special purpose that God made you holy for that God set you apart for the more we think about sin even if it's thinking not to not sin, no? the point is your focus is still on sin. No? The more we empower sin, the more you focus on sin, the more you empower it. When we shift our focus to Jesus and who we are in Him, the less we're going to think about sin. We don't worry about fighting sin because the more you focus on Jesus, the less you will sin. Okay. Romans 6 verse 20. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do. Things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin. And have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness. And result in eternal life. When you were slaves to sin. Paul is talking about before we were born again. Okay. Before you were born again. Before you believed the gospel. When we were still unbelievers. We were free from the obligation to do right. Okay. Uh, the King James Version says we were free from righteousness when we were still in sin. Okay? 
It means that a lost person can do good things, but those good things are not enough to change that person's lost nature. He must be born again. The other side of the coin eh, is that slaves of God, Paul calls us slaves of God here. Eh? Paul is talking about someone who is born again. Cannot do anything to make themselves unrighteous. Christians will fail and make mistakes, but that does not make them not saved. Okay, you see that point? On the one side we have the unbeliever that can do nothing to make himself righteous. The other side of the coin is we have the believer that can do nothing unholy or wrong or sin that will make him unrighteous. You understand? That's what Paul is saying here. When you were... Um, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. Mm-hmm. Eh? But now you are free from the power of sin and you have become slaves to God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. The point is that man cannot change its own nature. The unrighteous cannot make himself righteous by his holy deeds and the righteous cannot make himself unrighteous by sinning. God alone changes the heart of man when man believes the gospel. No? Romans 6 verse 23 For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. What more But darling, yes, your wages is what is paid to you at the end of a week or a month for work that you have done. Paul is saying that death is given to all that have sin. Sin here is not referring to individual acts of sin, okay? But the sin that all people get from Adam. The death that he speaks about is firstly spiritual death and separation from God. And then in eternity they will experience the second death. Revelation 20 verse 14 says, Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Verse 15, Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. That is Revelation 20 verse 14 and 15. Physical death, sickness, Pain, depression, fear, and all the negative results of sin can also be included in the term death because it is a direct result of spiritual death. Okay? Which we which we were, which we aren't anymore. But if you believe the gospel, the good news of what Jesus did for you, you get the gift, the free gift of eternal life. Your name is written in the book of life. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca. And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.ca.
www.graceline.ca.